0: fire, our culture is disintegrating, hey,
3: in this program are based on the holy spirit leading of a man called coach
0: i gotta ask you this out there christian america
3: it's time for pass the salt with a coach dave daubenmeyer
0: well you know what they say in old wives tale i guess it is that uh sometimes you just need to step back and take a deep breath right sometimes you just need to do that so i want to uh how about uh 22 hours to step back and te- take a deep breath. I got a little frustrated yesterday. Got to be honest with you. Uh, when we were talking yesterday about faith, and we- I'm going to dive in here right at the beginning, and My- Myra's going to pray, and then she's got a story to tell us. We were talking about yesterday, and I kept I got really, really frustrated, as frustrated as I've ever been doing a show, because I thought everybody kept missing the point. All right? So if I barked at you yesterday, cut you off and made faces, it's because I couldn't believe that people, I thought people were missing the point. So let me remake the point for those of you who weren't in here yesterday. Everybody has faith. The world operates on faith. You get in your, you get, walk out your door. When you turn the doorknob, you know the door is going to open. By faith, you know that's going to happen. I walk out my house, I reach up, I hit the garage door opener. I don't even think about it. I hit that. And I know the door is going to open. That's faith-based. I walk on outside. <clears throat> I jump in my car. First of all, I assume the door is going to open. I pull the door open by faith. I don't even think about it. I don't have to sit back and pray whether the door is going to open. I get in my car and I take the key and I put it in the ignition and I turn the key and I know it's going to start. I don't even think about it. I don't pray about it. I don't. I don't call all my friends and say, "Hey, please pray that my car starts." I know. So, uh, and the point I was trying to make yesterday <clears throat> is, we as Christians, in particular, have allowed them to once again take faith and make it something only Christian. And you are not allowed to bring that topic in here because that's faith. You're not allowed to bring faith in here. Faith meaning. Religion or spiritual beliefs when in fact everybody in the world operates on some type of faith because the scripture says that God gave to every man this same or not does it say some major same measure. God gave every man a measure of faith the ability to believe something without verification okay and as I've been chewing on this over the last 20 some hours faith is believing something without verification now Confirmation is when you turn the doorknob and it opens. That's confirmation of your faith of what you believed. But go see, we we get stuck in the Christian paradigm where we think uh, happens there. So you know, I, I called my buddy Tom Gill. I cut him off a couple times yesterday and tried, tried to call a couple. Of, listen, I wasn't mad, I wasn't mad at you guys. I, I just really felt everybody was everybody was missing missing the point. And that we as Christians, we automatically go to Christian faith because that's our worldview. And so when we begin to talk to others who don't share Christian faith, we need to understand, oh, they have a faith. <laughs> they, they have faith. Don't, they, don't let them fool you and say they don't have faith. The guys in Congress have a faith that the legislation they're going to pass is going to do something. Now, we don't know what that faith is. We don't know what they intended to do, but they have faith that's going to happen, or they wouldn't be there, wouldn't be doing it, right? And so the point I was trying to make, took me a long time to get around there, is we can no longer allow them to tell us that our our opinion doesn't count because it's faith-based. And stop doing it to ourselves and start saying that our opinions are faith-based. Everybody's action is faith-based based. The question becomes, who or what is your faith in or towards? Alright? All right. Hey, I can go, I, I used to love to play craps. Anybody, anybody confess that I used to have play craps? Well, I had faith in craps. I had faith in everything. At some time, that was up. Sometime wasn't going to be no 7-Eleven. I, I had faith in that, right? And so everybody lives their life based off of that. I get up every morning. Even a guy has no no belief in Jesus Christ at all. Every die, guy gets up in the morning, has faith that his day's probably going to go pretty good. He has faith that he's probably going to be alive tomorrow. That's all by faith. Okay, that was the point I was trying to make yesterday, and I don't apologize if you took it the wrong way. And I do apologize. Yeah, I sort of apologize for being harsh with some of you, but damn it, you needed it. All right, that's <laughs> what a coach does. That's what a coach does. I'm sometimes I'm a negotiator. Sometimes I'm a direct, straight shooter. Uh, Yesterday as a direct straight, straight shooter and telling you in our own personal life, faith is from the Bible and it's important and it shapes everything we do. But the Bible is not applicable to all situations outside when you're dealing with someone that's not a Christian. Maybe that was the point that I was trying to make. They have faith too, all right? Naomi has faith that her diet is going to keep her healthy. All right. They have faith that eating ding-dongs and ho-hos and uh, Dorita chips is going to make them healthy. Their faith is just as real as yours. Amen. Dr. Paul, come on in.
3: Yeah, I I guess I understand that whole thing about faith, but um, I think the bigger question is, does that faith have any meaning?
0: Oh, that's well. That is it real, right? Well, we do know this, right? That the guy that both my doorknob and the atheist doorknob is probably going to open the door. We both believe that, right? <laughs> we both believe we we share that faith that when I turn that doorknob, the door is going to. Open. We both share that. But uh again, Paul it comes down to what is your faith in or towards? I think that's I think that's the debate. All right, Naomi.
5: Well. <clears throat> yeah. Don't apologize, coach, because it impacted me like crazy yesterday. It really helped me to see where my weakness is and where I need to work on in my own interaction with people and stuff. And just to clarify, it's not diet alone. It's (laughs) it's a whole gamut of stuff. Diet is the thing that people focus on, but it is a whole gamut of stuff. So thank you for yesterday.
0: Okay, thank you. Because it does does broaden our, our folks until we realize that by faith, They believe what they believe just as strongly as you do. You're not going to give up your faith, are you? You're not going to just give it up when somebody argues with you. They're not going to either. So understand that, okay, that that, that in fact, is what we're dealing with. Roger?
6: You just said what I was going to say. Thank you.
0: (laughs) All right. That's why you can go into a courtroom, and they can take the facts look two different ways, right, because it comes from a perspective. Perspective. And do you think that you ever walk into a courtroom where there's an unbiased judge, Tell me you're smarter than that. Well, ab- uh, t-
6: no, it, it, you're absolutely correct. I think it's why when you go to a city council meeting and you try to explain something and you have put your faith in God's word, if that's not where their faith is, if their faith is in the power structure of being an elected official, they're not going to understand you.
0: That's right. That's right. That's right. Because they think they're right. don't They, they think their faith is valid. That, that, was, that was the point I was trying to make yesterday. See, we're all in here, most of us in here are Christians. So where is our faith? Well, our faith is in this. It's called a worldview. Well, where's their faith? Well, their faith's in medicine. That's their worldview. Their, sisters, their faith is in the legal system. That's their worldview, right? Their faith is an exercise. That's their worldview. So we all, because we have this same measure of faith, we, we, we apply it somewhere to something, that was the point that I was trying to make yesterday. And my frustration was I didn't feel we were getting it. Okay, cool. Dave, yes.
6: Real quick. You know, the person who works out every day and looks at their body and wants to be healthy physically and all that, their faith in that workout, they, I don't think they believe that's going to change uh, the politics of the world. But their faith is in having a good body. They think that's, that's right. very important. That's and right. And that's how that's they their life. but. <laughs> So they put something in their faith into something that is important to them. But it may have nothing to do with anything political or world affairs. They just like a good looking body.
0: Which, Roger, by the way, that's where a lot of Christians are, isn't it? See, yeah, they, no. see they see no application of their faith outside themselves. Right. And so when I come in and I try to talk about whatever, they say, well, coach, don't mix faith with politics. See, because they don't get it. They they don't get it. We got in this mess because we kept faith personal. They told us faith is personal, right? And it is. But they say faith is personal. They're only talking about Christian faith. <laughs> got to understand that. That's that's the point I'm trying to make, all right? That your faith isn't valid because it's Christian. It's religious. When oh that big. Hey Spencer, real quickly, religious. Pull that up there on on. Uh, on Webster. Boy, I got it going. I wasn't even going to talk about this this morning. Religious. See what it says. Pertaining, religion. to, ah, uh, no, no, uh, no. Exact strict. that uh, uh, we're gonna, uh, pro, uh, I was looking for him to say subject of doctrine. There it is. There it is. Teaching religion. Continuous religious subjection, subject or the doctrines and precepts of religion. You understand that non-Christians' religions, such as atheism, have doctrines and precepts. You understand that Satanism has doctrines and precepts. You understand that humanism has doctrines and precepts. But we've all, let's see, we've permitted them. When they say there's a, uh, you cannot, First Amendment guarantees freedom of religion. We don't realize that religion comes in many, many shapes and forms. It's not just Christianity. But it's only Christianity that they appear to be banning. They don't ban humanism. They don't ban secularism. They don't uh, They don't ban Ouija boardism, Right. Only Christianity. So understand where the, where the Hawaii, <laughs> you get what I'm saying. I'll shut up first. Okay. Listen, we got to let Myra pray. And then all of you stay in here. We'll get you in here. You got to hear her story about yesterday in court. So Myra, go ahead and say a prayer for us and then uh, tell us what happened yesterday.
5: Thank you, coach. Good morning, everyone. I'm going to start with a prayer petitioning the Lord. Uh, we're reading Galatians 3.26, King James Version for ye are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Holy Spirit, you're mm-hmm. welcome in Coach Dave Hoddle. um The Huddle agrees that a relationship can only go forward with confidence and belief in Jesus. I mm-hmm. release heaven, grace, and peace to you. Uh, concerning... Um, my situation yesterday. Okay. When hang on,
0: I... hang on, Myra. Let me lay this. Let me lay the scenario here, folks. Myra was before a review board or some type of medical board yesterday, or uh, you'll correct me, Myra. It's okay. And uh, because complaints, com- complaints have been filed against Myra because she'd been sharing the gospel, blah blah blah, all that stuff. So she had to go to her, uh, some type of review board yesterday. They were going to spank her, maybe fire her, whatever. And uh, so Myra was wise as a serpent. And harmless as a dove yesterday what happened myra um,
5: I went ahead, and when the recording started because it was transcribed um I coded mark for thirty nine which is quiet and be, st- be still and um i uh I asked for peace um concerning the complaints against me. Pretty much um, an agency, w- which was um, a Christian agency, filed a complaint against me uh, because of LGBTQ, me not wanting to work with them. Um, however... A Christian, um,
0: folks, a Christian agency Christian fired agency. a complaint against Myra because she didn't want to work with LGBTQ, RSTU, VWXYZs. Go ahead.
5: Yes, and but there is not a single... Uh, cry and complain so so you asked for
0: you asked for evidence of the of the complaints right myra
5: yeah none none whatsoever none. <laughs> they I, and they went after uh my counseling agency which is jehovah of counseling services llc saying that uh you know it has a religious connection. and uh it, it, that's pretty much they they questioned me if uh you know, what type of counseling I'm doing. (laughs) And, uh, well, and uh, in regard to LGBTQ, I told them, well, Jesus came uh, for sinners. So I I was just very, um, very upfront concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. And I was not ashamed of him. Yeah, then, but
0: um, Myra, but I, you, turned, you turned the tables on them because you said that you were protecting the agency Yes, because you really didn't feel qualified to work with LBGTQs. Is that right, Myra?
5: That is correct. I said, well, I am not as experienced, just like I wouldn't be as experienced dealing with somebody with eating disorders. However, somebody at my licensure level is supposed to do it all. But ethically, if you are not, that well-equipped it's better to say well i was looking out for the agency and doing what's best for my employer and for the client
0: oh and so what they say myra
5: uh they will uh the outcome is that they will give me a review um or they will make a decision in april uh when the board uh, meets together and uh they decide my destiny uh there's nothing really uh to take uh, anything away from me. Um, However, uh, they are the board and they they can make their own decision.
0: Well, Lord, Um, we thank you right now that there's no weapon formed against her that's going to prosper. Every tongue that rises in judgment against it shall be condemned for this is the heritage of the Lord. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, that Myra dwells in the secret place of the Most High and abides under your shadow. And We thank you that you've raised her up to speak truth to power in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 What a story. <laughs> No charges, Mara. folks. They bring her in for a hearing with no charges. Is that unbelievable? Not one complaint. Not one. What a wicked, wicked, what a wicked world we live in. Oh, I got so much to talk about. Come on, Clay. Hey, listen. Tell me your story, not your life story. Go ahead. Yesterday's huddle made me think about a situation where you meet somebody that's a real nice person. And you may meet them more than once, but then you get to asking yourself or you might ask your wife, you say, uh, are they Christian? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's what yesterday's huddle made me think about, because the, the real question is, is where do they put their
6: faith? Who do they put You're their right? faith in? And so,
0: we, so need
7: to, we, need to, we need to be an example through our works, even if we're with
6: somebody in a short period of time, We need to, they need to see through demonstrations of our work that we are Christians so that they don't go off questioning who our faith relies in.
0: But, well, not only that, Clay, not only that, we have to realize that they're being uh, influenced in their thought process. They don't have the ability to take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring it to captivity. They don't even know about that, right? So understand that the same spiritual influences that are trying to influence you as a Christian have probably already captured them, right? So we get, we got to understand that, folks, we're on two different sides of this boat when we're dealing with, with non-saved people. They don't have the illumination of the Holy Spirit. And we can't get frustrated. At some point you have to realize, whoops, I'm casting my pearl before swine here. I'm just going to shut up. Is, I'm, I'm, wasting, I'm wasting my time here. They don't get it. And, look, it will bring much peace to you when you do that. You say, well, they, they just don't get it. I'm going to shut up.
8: Amen. Rather
0: and than stand the there trying works. to argue with them and convince them, okay? Because they have deeply held religious beliefs, they're so just not Christian. All right? cool, Craig. Little Larry,
4: uh, coach, I have a saying tomorrow's gonna be like today because today was like yesterday. Uh-huh. And when you think about that, it's kind of profound because what is it? Uh, what we do is we expect because we've experienced. And so all of our basis of of what we think, you know, hey, I'm going to wake up tomorrow because you woke up yesterday. But here's the thing. When things aren't based in truth, you get your pillars pulled down. Your paradigm is changing. The Mm -hmm. the paradigm in this world, Mm -hmm. the paradigm in this world is changing. Okay, because, you know, and our lives as Americans over the last 50 to 60 years as old as I am is not going to be different. It's not going to be the same. Okay, we have to we have to understand that. And many Amen. people are going to be lost because of what's getting ready to getting ready to happen here, because it's not based in truth.
0: Amen. Not based in truth. See, folks. So again, well said, Craig. Again, we're dealing with people that have very strong religious beliefs, but they're not based in truth. All right. Religious. See, I looked up here right now. It says religious is a noun, a person bound by monastic vows or sequestered from secular concerns and devoted to a life of piety and devotion. A monk. Or I'm not. I'm not a religious person. I've never let anybody call me a religious person. I'm a spiritual one. I'm, I'll take that one, but I'm far from religious. But also understand this. Stephanie College, she used to be a spiritual person too, but it was a different spirit. What spirit is it here that we're talking about? Larry, come on in.
9: Yeah, thank you. You, you know, I, I, I try to keep things simple. And Jesus said if you don't have, if you, if you build a house on a foundation that's not strong, that house isn't going to last. And the same thing is true on doctrines or principles or anything else. Yes. And one of the foundations of the Christian faith is faith towards God. And until the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. has has given you understanding on what that verse is all about, faith toward God, you can study all you want to about the other aspects of faith, faith in God, faith of God, faith of the world, whatever. Uh, and all that study does nothing but add to, to confusion until you understand faith towards God.
0: God. That's right. People got a lot of faith towards a lot of things, don't they, Larry? Faith towards a lot of different things. Go ahead, Jeff Klein. Come on to them, Bernie.
10: Coach, thanks for this yesterday and today because it's just, think of the example. Three minutes you go in and speak to that school board. Everything <laughs> you're hitting on is helping me a little more with how to deal with them idiots. because yeah, they, they got, got their own, board. they
0: got their own belief, don't they? They have their own deeply held beliefs. Oh,
10: yeah. yeah. Yes. Now a couple of them have been affected. And then there's a few in the crowds that we're getting to talk to. We're getting a little bit of headway, but it's an uphill battle.
0: It is, but we're winning it. One, one, one meeting, one, uh, one comment at a time. Got to keep doing it. Proud of you, Jeff. Bernie, come on in, then Randy.
7: Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, we're right on the edge of this, you know, because when you talk about doctrines, because they accuse you, oh, indoctrination. Well, and they, especially with schools, well, what is what is does doctrine mean? It means it's a teaching. If schools aren't indoctrinating, indoctrinating, then they're not teaching. Okay? Well, well, so hang on, Bernie.
0: Hang, let me so, clarify a minute. So indoctrinate right? means to put a doctrine in. Indoctrinate is to put a doctrine in. question yes. is what doctrine? Go ahead, Bernie. Yes, yes. Well, uh, to, to indoctrinate means to teach. So if
7: mm-hmm. a school is indoctrinating, they're not teaching. They're denying. So, so why are they, why do they exist? Because they know, are teaching
0: Bernie, they are teaching. Yeah, they
7: yes, are they're indoctrinating. They're, they're, they're there to teach, okay? Right. You know, what, what we're arguing for is that is that we need to be be there and be able to defend it. Right. And, you know, th- their their idea is just to, just to shut us down, okay? With, Amen. With that, because they can't defend their own <laughs> their own. You know, and shame it's, on us if we can't defend if we can't if we're not brave enough to stand up for the gospel that Amen. that God's given to us a great
0: cost. Amen. And Spencer, put, put in indoctrinate up there real quick. Indoctrinate. Because folks, listen, they've made it bad and it's not. It's good. I indoctrinate my children. Anybody else indoctrinate their children? Indoctrinate right. is to teach, to instruct in rudiments or principles. I indoctrinate. Now the question is, what are they being indoctrinated in? Indoctrination by itself is very, very healthy. Those of you who went in the military know you were indoctrinated, right? You were. Mm-hmm. I was just... Right. So indoctrination is not bad. It's what are they being indoctrinated in? That's, and Bernie's right. It says to teach, to teach. We're supposed to do that. We're supposed to take our doctrine and put it in others. That's called spreading the gospel. Indoctrination. Right. So it's not bad. We let them twist words on us. So we don't get it.
7: There was a guy, there's a guy, his mom said, no, you're being brainwashed. And he told us says, Mom, if you knew it was in my brain, you'd be glad it was washed. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, that's right. We don't call right. it brainwashing if we agree with it, do we? If we agree <laughs> with it, it's not brainwashing. Go on, Randy. Go Come on, Randy.
1: Coach, this just fell into our lap here. It's just the Holy Spirit. I had John seven uh, sixteen up to speak and Bernie just he just he hit on what, what Jesus said there. And I'm gonna I'm gonna expound it just a little bit with Myra. Coach, Myra, what she did is exactly what we're talking about. She went into that meeting with with really no agenda to push. All she did was said, my doctrine is not mine. It's my father's. You deal with it. It's yes, true. Yes. It's the truth. And And actually, Coach, what Myra did, she indoctrinated them with a spirit of humility and a spirit of yes. truth, and they don't even know it. They don't even know it. That's right. They don't right. even know it. And that's what Jesus said, John. In, in John 7 16, uh, coach, Jesus said, he, he said, It says, He went into the, fe- the middle of the feast into the temple and he taught. And the Jews marveled, saying, How does this man know letters having never studied? Uh huh. How does Myra know these things and not even really been a Christian very long? It's, and, and then Jesus answered them, He said, My doctrine is not mine, it's not about me. Yeah. but it's him who sent me. See, just, that's the, the Holy Spirit, Coach. He puts Myra right in this situation. He's going to put Doc right in that situation just the same way. And he's not in there defending yeah. him. He's in there standing for truth. he It's not his doctrine. It's just the truth. It's God's Amen. doctrine. Amen. It's Father's doctrine, Coach, and that, but, this is such a beautiful picture of what uh, and folks let's
0: let's not underestimate the power of many of you who were praying for Myra at that very time right huh the power
1: well, goes of, in uh, there and she stands up and she goes hey why why are you attacking me i don't did anything wrong i'm i'm me 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 and she just goes in there quietly and says uh y'all were attacking a truth here, <laughs> right why are you making me such a why are you doing, yep. dealing with me you know it was just the humility of it coach yes sir so, amen
0: Amen. It's good. It's good. Good lesson there. Paul, come on in, then Janine. Then Roger.
3: Um Yeah, and when Myra called me after, um, I reminded her how I approached the board. And it's not with my ego, it's with believe it or not, I hate it's really hard for me to say this word love. And yeah. so I look, looked at every one of those people last time I met after they took my license away for five and a half years. And I looked at everyone, one. I, I asked them, do you not find meaning in what you do? And none of them knew what I was talking about.
10: Mm-hmm. They
3: live in a world where they're indoctrinated into something that I don't understand because they don't care. They don't have any love in what they do. Um, that's what I mean by meaning. Um, you can be... It's like you say, you can have faith in transgender religion, but there's no meaning in that. It's yeah. an empty vessel. I don't know where That's that right. word came from. And it's, it's the ministry of reconciliation. Something just keeps popping in my head. And I don't read the Bible. It just comes. I don't know what's going on.
0: So what does it mean to reconcile? Do that real quick for me, Spence. Reconcile. Then Janine will bre- let you come Thank in. Thank re- re- Reconcile. No, C I L E, buddy. Come on. There you go. Reconcile. To conciliate anew, right? To call back into union and for, uh, friendship, the affections with which have been alienated, to restore to friendship or favor after estrangement. But remember this the scripture says, Can two walk together lest they agree? You cannot be reconciled with someone you don't agree with. Oh, you can, you can bury the hatchet. You can be friends, but friends. The, the the great lie. Well, we'll just agree to disagree. Does not ever settle a truth truthful argument. Ever. Amen. Ever. Ever. You understand that? When you say we will agree to disagree, you are in fact saying, "Oh well, I'll compromise on the truth on this one." Sometimes we and have to do Jeanine. that, but understand exactly what it is that you're doing. Come on in, Janine. Um, faith.
8: Uh, a couple things. Faith is religious based, whether it's coming from our perspective or some, you know, heathen's perspective. But could you have it's it's really like I think Roger was saying earlier, it's a perspective. But can you put understanding up there, uh, Spencer? And then, Paul, please read the Bible. You'd be I mean, with all your talents, you're going to have so much more.
0: Well, he's had he's heading that way. Man. I was raised a Catholic. I didn't, i was never told anything about the Bible. It's a journey, man. It's a journey. And by the way, you can't, I, I appreciate what you said, Janine. Guys, never read the Bible. Where do you start? Huh? Where did I start? At the beginning. Reading?
8: It's always a good place I, to start oh, at the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I did. Yeah.
0: I started I from the beginning. Uh, I didn't. Uh, so, understanding is comprehending or apprehending the ideas or sense of another or writing, learning, or being informed. So uh, we do come to an understanding. I guess, hey, Spence, do this for me real quick, because I saw this. Go, go back. Just go back one. <clears throat> and go down at the bottom, because I saw this. This jumped out at me. Are you ready? Right down at the bottom. Where was it? Number two. Are you all looking at that? So the word that we're dealing with here is what, Spencer? Reconcile? Is that the uh Reconcile. And number two says what? Look, to bring to acquiesce content or quiet submission. Amen. Huh? You see that? You give in, don't you? You submit. Submit. So we So we have to know when to and when not to. But understand this. You've given in. You, you've given in. You, whatever that sword was, you laid it down. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. mm -hmm. I don't think it's ever good if it regards the truth.
8: Now go back and read the rest of the other one.
0: Uh, Which other one?
8: Um, Understanding. Yeah, Mm -hmm. understanding.
0: Which one did you want me to read, Janine? Comprehending, apprehending the ideas, the faculty of the human mind by which it apprehends the real state of things presented to it or by which it receives or comprehends the ideas which others express and intend to communicate. The understanding is called also the intellectual faculty. It is the faculty by means, whoa, of which we obtain a great part of our knowledge. Cool. So if you have knowledge without understanding, that's not doing you much good either, is it? So here's what's happening to us. Well, as Reggie tells us all the time, and as uh, our resident former pagan Stephanie will tell me all the time, you've heard, but you're not understood. Jesus said that, didn't he? Didn't Jesus say that? You've heard, but you're not have understood. So those aren't the same thing. So we can talk about the spiritual dimension and demonic influence, and, and then Reggie gets frustrated and says, yeah, but you don't understand. Right? Because there's a difference between knowledge and understanding. <clears throat> understanding would be the application of knowledge, I think. Just kind of thinking off the top of my head here. Come on back in, Roger and Reggie.
6: Dave, isn't the the, <laughs> the problem the? You know, I understand the guy who puts his faith in money. I get that, but our problem has always been within the church in many issues. So I'm talking to a fellow believer whose faith is in God's word, but we have a totally different view on some things. Um, how do you rectify that issue? They believe in death, burial, resurrection. So you can't just say, Well, you know, you believe it their faith is wrong many times, that they're not seeking truth or no truth, that sounds arrogant, but God's word is not confusing on topics. Amen. Did we lose Dave? Anybody else? We can run before till Dave gets back, looks like we'll often but I mean, that's where the problem is, is the Bible, the person who believes in death, burial, resurrection, their faith is very different on some topics than my faith. Well, I
9: believe death, burial, shall, resurrection I may not be I believe we enough should talk about yeah, death, burial, and resurrection. Uh, there's other things, according to the words in the Bible, that are vital for belief in order to be a part of the family of God. Just those three things doesn't make you a part of the family of God. And therefore, if, if one is depending on the observation of only those three things, you have no valid discernment of where that person stands as in relation to the family of God.
8: Amen. Well,
6: and Larry, I agree with that. There are other areas, but my, I guess what I'm trying to get guidance on is this concept of we are with other fellow believers who put their faith in God's word, but it's somewhat different than mine. How do we get well? And
9: and I think it boils down to this. Once again, I try to keep it simple. Everybody's focused on what they have faith in. You need to understand and what the God gave you some kind of faith. He gave you the measure of faith. The, The Bible doesn't tell us what flavor of faith he gave us. Just we each got the measure. Now, it's right in front of us, Toward God, until you understand faith toward God, everything else about faith is useless knowledge because you will not come to understanding until you understand faith toward God. It's different than faith in God.
8: Roger, I think it's mainly biblical versus non-biblical. Some people put their faith in the Bible and some people don't. But there is no confusion in God's word, as you said
2: want to go
5: are.
6: down my hand Roger yes go ahead
5: well,
6: I guess my I guess what I was trying to point or get guidance on is when we share when when there's a faith shared with another believer but you look at them with your eyes like a deer in the headlights saying well, well that's not in the Bible and they say well that's what I believe and so they, they share basic tenets of the Christian faith in running their life, but they're rather confused in other areas. And it sounds arrogant to say, but I've got to tell them the truth of God's word.
8: But that's what it is. We need to tell them the truth of God's word. And some of them are going to listen <clears throat> and some are not.
0: Okay, I got bumped off. But I think I'm back. I'm sorry, didn't mean to, didn't mean to interrupt there. I was calling on Reggie when everything froze on me. Did you get your your say in there, Reggie?
8: So I want to swing it back towards just about Christianity. Um, I don't want to say versus them because there is no them. Okay. So as far as faith goes, so there's also two groups of people who believe they have faith in the Christian faith. You have those who have faith in their academia and intellectual faith. Of God in the Bible. And you also have a humble submission to what Larry was referring to of God. So uh, everybody knows that I was born raised Catholic. I was, I was baptized at three days old as a Roman Catholic. I lived my life around priests and so on. I didn't pick up a Bible. I didn't know the Bible, but yet I would have certain people, even in Protestant faith saying, how do you understand the word of God? I can't explain that. All I know is I wanted to serve him and I knew who I was. I just was nothing. I was empty and I just wanted him to fill me. I trusted that he would. So I didn't need to study. Yes, I studied later, but it's there's two faiths in Christianity as well. And, when, and I'm not picking on anybody, but... Janine said, "You have to read the Bible." Who says that Paul has to read the Bible? I didn't read the Bible, but yet I understood. It would it would bring uh, Reggie. It would bring much um, more to his life if he did. That's what I meant.
0: Amen. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody took you the wrong way, Janine. Hey, folks, listen. Here's the here's the hurdle you have to get beyond. Okay. <clears throat> There's a difference between. Religion, right, and belief. They're not, they're not the same thing. And most of us our entire lives, I don't care what kind of church you went to, what kind of church you grew up in, you were taught religion. You were taught do's and don'ts, do's and don'ts, do's and don'ts. Follow this, follow that. And you were not taught the Christian faith. Sorry, you weren't. And it's a journey for all of us. And I, I wasn't besmirching, and nor were you, Reggie, besmirching what, what Janine said. But I, I can tell you that I, you, I don't believe you can just pick up the Bible and begin reading it without a purpose. If you, if you, for, for instance, say, you, what does the Bible, find, some, find a topic, what does the Bible say about marriage? Then you can begin reading the Bible. That's what I would say. Then it begins to make sense. Because otherwise, if you get into the Bible, it's just kind of like a historical thing and you're missing it. And especially those of us who've been trained, which is most of us, to follow a leader, we don't even know how to go about it on ourselves. May our I say own, one right? last
8: thing? Sure. So I wasn't, and I, that's why I said I don't want to offend anybody, and I wasn't picking on anybody. But we can't tell somebody because through my journey, it was later that the Lord, so each individual person that is, is seeking the Lord, he works with that person and he, how he knows. And I picked up the Bible when I was prepared and filled to acknowledge, understand, and be filled with it. Amen. Amen.
0: So so uh, our resident, former pagan, Stephanie, just said that, and that's true, that you have to have childlike faith. Childlike faith. What does that mean? You just believe. Amen. You, you just believe it. You don't really know why. But you believe it because Daddy said so, right? Amen. And, and uh, we're, we're taught not to have that. By the way, friends, that's what religion does to us. Religion. I'm not a religious man call me a religious man, okay? These words matter. These words mean things, right? So he's really religious. What's that, what does that even mean? Dude, you're religious on the Cincinnati Bengals. Huh? You, every Sunday you have to jump up and down? You're religious, dude. So, see, again, we, we allow that double standard to be, be applied to us all the time, which does, in fact, cancel the effectiveness of our faith. When they say, "Oh, that's religious. That's uh, uh, that has to do with Christianity. That's not proper here. You can't talk that." But you can talk about all this other stuff over here, humanism. So that's that's okay, right? That's that's a game they've played on us. Boy, we've blown up over here. Rochelle, come on in. <clears throat> hey,
2: good morning, team. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I I think that one of the major umbrella things that you're doing here is um, showing us that how we can talk to people to get them to start questioning what we see as a fairy tale. Right. You know, we see um, Darwin's theory, you know, that's a fairy tale to us. Okay. So we want to them to look at it as a fairy tale too. So we've got to learn how to speak to them so that they that's want right. to check out some of the facts. And once they start checking out the facts, they're going to be blown away. And then it's going to take time for them <clears> just to accept those little facts and then it's going to take time for them to commit themselves to looking for more facts that are going to tear down their strongholds. But um, we do have to speak truth or else they're never, ever, ever going to be questioned in their paradigm. Oh, so
0: Rochelle, you're trying
2: you're, to lead us.
0: Michelle, you've, so you've, you've led me right into something. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even go to talk about it, but I got to talk about it right now. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but we're, we're running short on time already. Go hey, ahead, hey, coach. Spencer, hey Spencer, pull up uh my late, my commentary, commentary I wrote today. I, my, my emails are blown up already this morning, folks. I think I sent you the link, Spencer. Yeah. And I, I, I just did a simple article today at News with You said, were there giants in the Bible? <laughs> yeah, I said so simple, right? And then I, I did what we did here on the other show. I just took down, I, I just presented it. I'm not going to read it to you. You can read it on your own because you've, you've heard, me, you heard me talk about it, right? So I went down, I took them through all the places where all the different types of giants that are mentioned in the Bible. Tell them the 10 biggest giants mentioned in the Bible, right? People are scratching. I'm getting emails. People are scratching their heads. And I talked about the spiritual realm, disembodied spirits. And I'm getting emails from people scratching their heads, right? Christians. What? What? See, this is, this is the battle, friends. This is the battle. Because I don't care where you go. Are you hearing me? I don't care where you go to church. You're imprisoned to that pastor's doctrine. Oh, don't you ever think you're not. If he don't believe in giants, he ain't talking about them. Huh? If he don't believe in deliverance, he ain't talking about it. Right? Huh? Come on. Be honest with you, right? So I just went around them all. I just went around them. And I just posted this thing on very simple giants in the Bible. Well, people are going to read it because, sure, Goliath. We've all heard of Goliath. And then they get down there and they say, what? the hell? Who's this? What? Anikum? Scroll down there, Spencer. I'm not going to read it all to you. Anikum? What? Who are they? What? uh, Really? What? Og? Goliath? Is Bibinob? And then he's got the spiritual reference there. They're going to go look. (laughs) Isn't this good? So it's exactly what Rochelle just said, see. I didn't hammer them with the Bible. I just questioned what they believed. And how many people, before you started listening regularly to this show, I know some of you have, have never had any teaching or discussion at all about the Giants, ever. Never, ever, ever, ever been in church. Never heard the first damn thing about it. Now, Spencer, go to a, go to the email that's Abraham Lincoln's quote. This will blow you away, friends. I'll get you all in here. Hang on here a second. Did you guys know this is Abraham Lincoln at the dedication of the Niagara Falls? Here's what he said. But still there is more. It calls up the indefinite past when Columbus first sought the continent, when Christ suffered on the cross, when Moses led Israel through the Red Sea, nay, even when Adam first came from the hand of his maker. Then as now, the Niagara was roaring here. The eyes of that species of extinct giants whose bones fill the mounds of America have gazed on Niagara as ours do now. What does that mean? That means back when Abraham Lincoln was president of the United States, it was sort of common knowledge about the giants. Or he wouldn't have said it in a speech. Contemporary with a whole race of men and older than the first man, Niagara Strong. Folks, right? Golly, we got to come out of our boxes. And I know it makes you uncomfortable. I know it does. You want to know the truth or not? I'm I'm on a I'm on a relentless pursuit of the truth, and I don't care where that truth leads me. I'm not going to hang on to some old tradition that my grandma told me if it's not valid. If it's not valid, Paul, you're at the top. Let's go. I'm going to try to roll down them now. Here we go. Go ahead, Paul. and Bernie. Uh,
3: thanks, Rochelle. I got that information from you. Um, as far as me, um somebody mentioned the living Bible when I first came in here. Um, Matthew 22, 14, or I guess this, this this stuff comes to me. Many are called, but few are chosen. Um, I, I actually, I don't know how to explain this, but, um, Reggie, when I talked to you last night, I got the answer. Um, sometimes God wants you to be alone. Um, Anyway, um, thank you guys for being here.
0: Yeah. So, Paul, listen to this. Many are called, but few are chosen. Listen to me. All are called. It's available to everybody, but some are chosen. Amen. Right? See, if you don't read that scripture prop- properly, it sounds like. Everybody's called, but only a few get picked. No, 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 no. That's not what I said. Everybody, it's open to everybody, but there's some of you that are really marked. Some of you that are really chosen. Do you get it? And that that comes down into. Uh, well, I don't want to get even get into that argument about our faith, but I think it's really, really significant. And Paul, I'd say this before the uh, before you the, you were formed in the womb, you were chosen. You were chosen for such a time as this. Have to believe in that I, I believe that i believe I was chosen groomed trained beat up to do what I do today I wasn't just called I was chosen sound arrogant to you Well, you can say that if you want
2: to amen
0: uh-huh. amen, this, amen. I'm, I'm a unique guy right yeah. <laughs> i'm not the i'm not the regular called guy something i was chosen why because you got all those weapons up on the wall and you choose which one you're going to use so give me all of them, but I'm going to use that one right there. I'm going to choose that one right there. And that's, that's where that's where you are in your walk. And Myra was chosen. Myra was chosen. Maybe no further than just to deliver that truth she delivered yesterday. Maybe that's all she was chosen for. But she was chosen at that point in time. And what does it say to that it was Esther? That you were called into the kingdom for such a time as this? You were chosen. You were chosen to do what you're doing right now. Bernie. I'll shut up. I'll try to shut up. Go, Bert, Bernie. Then Michelle. Okay, Don't tell me. Broke. Tell me. A, tell me a story, not your life story. Go. Okay. There's. I'm.
7: I'm just going to argue or contend for the idea of reading volumes of scripture, because although I've told people a lot of times when people are like, which translation should, I, which translation should I read? I'm like, the condition of your heart as you approach scripture is more important than the translation you're reading. Okay? Amen.
2: Because
7: you you have to be there. <clears throat> You have to read volumes of scripture. It doesn't matter if you don't understand it. You're going to understand it better the more you go along. That's true. The word is
0: living. The word is living. Folks, listen. You know, I'm a King James guy, right? I got to tell you something. I've been blessed many times by reading the message because the spirit came through it. You understand what I said? The spirit came through it. And it may not have been Hmm. something I could quote exactly, but it. The spirit of what the word was saying came, came to me. I think that's what you meant, Bernie. Bernie, I'm trying to hurry. I'm trying to get through, Michelle? It's go quick. Was the after
8: Yes. Uh, thanks, thanks, Coach. Hi, Huddle family. So I think Stephanie just she hit the nail on the head. We we'll approach the Bible and God and everything like children. We believe it because Daddy said it.
1: That's right, Randy. Coach, we can know about God through the Scripture. But we know him through by this by his spirit. We know yes. him by the Holy Ghost. That that's, yeah. that's a fact. That's why he sent it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir.
0: And you can't if you don't have the software, none of it's gonna make sense. Gene, come in then Rochelle. Then Kathy. Can hear you, Gene? You on mute, bud? Can't hear me now. Okay. There you go, buddy.
10: There you go. There you go. I had it, but it went off, I guess. But anyway, I believe belief and faith are two different things. I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sin. And I back it up by reading the Bible. It has the proof, it has where it comes from. And that's why I believe it. But my faith is that Jesus said he's coming back again. My belief is he's going to fulfill his words. And that's my faith. Yeah. Something yeah. that is not seen and something that hasn't happened yet.
0: That's right. You believe it, even though you don't see it, right? Exactly. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's that's right. And it, it comes in all shapes and sizes. Michelle and Kathy. And
2: Thanks coach. I just wanted to follow up on that thought. Um, so uh, learning how to speak to, to people, because I think it's important. Remember in revelation, when, the, the 10 Kings, which rep- represent the beast government that rule with him for one hour. Um, they hate the fake church. They hate the whore and they kill and burn her with fire. It's not a pretty sight. So the reason we put out these questions to tear down their fake beliefs, their fake faith is so that they can be at least called, hopefully chosen and maybe even elected because that's, in, in the book of Revelation, it's those three, the, the, the called, the chosen, and elected who are with Jesus. So, amen. Amen.
0: amen. Hey, friends, listen. Paul, uh, not just Paul, but I know Paul was the one who brought the subject up. I believe that one of the best ways to read the Bible is topically. Pick a topic. Do a Google search on scriptures regarding, pick something, uh, regarding whatever, eating, regarding diet. What And, and you'll, that will bring it together. Topical, I think, because otherwise you get reading through the scriptures, man, you go you can go a lot of different directions, man, a lot of different directions. So read it according to topics. I think that'll help you. Kathy, come on in, then Julie.
8: Hey, Coach. I just wanted to let everyone know I was cruising uh, on TV last night. I looked at YouTube, and they are saying on YouTube now that they have found a giant skeleton in Somalia. So I think- uh-huh. This is a soft disclosure where they're they're trying to catch up to the people because they know the people are already starting to catch on.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. That's, that's what's going on. That's what's going on. Soft disclosure. Julie. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, team.
3: What? You know, it's it's a beautiful thing. Um, I see everybody on the queue every morning. What you were saying about your role. Everyone in here has a different role to play. And just like Paul, he one who was joining in. I believe, like, God picks each time for us to come to the Lord. It's not our, you know what I'm saying? And we are chosen at such a time as this to speak truth and, you know, the Lord.
0: Yeah. Well, so, listen, the call went out to everybody. Many are called. Call goes to anybody, right? Then once you get your team together, then some are chosen. Come on. You know that, right? Yeah. You get 60 guys on the football team. One guy's chosen to be quarterback. One guy's chosen to be the fullback. Everybody's on the team. Play your role, right, Paul? Play your role. Many are called, you are chosen. You don't know when that moment's going to be, that you're going to be the screwdriver that they use. You might just be the toothpick. Say, anybody got a toothpick? Yeah I, yeah, I choose that toothpick, right? So I oh, understand that we're, that we're all into the kingdom and we all are at some point are going to be chosen to do specific things. Joanne and Craig, man, we're about out of time already.
5: Yes, I just wanted to say it isn't so much a... Um... A religion is it is a relationship with Jesus Christ.
0: Amen. 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 That's why His Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. Who wants to serve a father that lies to you? Who Who would want to serve a guy like that? So, uh, if you want to know the truth, we know where the truth can be found, and He'll guide you there. Guide you into all truth. Understand this: there are a lot of people being guided into deception, aren't they? Drawn into deception. And which ones are ruling today? Well, they're the liars are ruling because we're not supposed to get involved in religion and
1: politics, right? Coach sucks dick again. us dick all day.
0: To, James, that isn't true. You're the one that does that, James. No, Otherwise, you, you dick. No, James, you're the one that does it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be concentrating on it all the time. Takes one to know one, James. Takes one to know one. Come on in, Craig.
3: It's called projection. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> But you don't we don't have
4: to we don't have to argue this giant thing with people we just take them to two scriptures and then ask a, ask them okay ask a question take them to first uh, second second Timothy 316 says all scripture doesn't say some all scripture given by inspiration of <laughs> God profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and in righteousness at the man of God, right? Okay, you yep, so say, okay, I want to take over here, I want to take you over here, you over here to Second 2 Samuel 21. And then I want to take you down here to verse 19, 21 19.
6: <laughs> Again, there was a war
4: in God with the Philistines. Well, yep, I, think, yep. I think Goliath was part of the Philistines, if I remember the story, where yep. Ethan, the son of Jerob, Ogren, the Bethlehemite, was killed. Yep. Brother, the Shakespeare was like a weaver's beam. Wow, weaver's beam, that's pretty big. You had a yep. war with Gath, and there was a man of great stature. Okay, so that means he's big. And guess what? He has six yep. answers <laughs> on his hand. Six on his toes, each foot, 24 in number. And he was also born to a giant. So my question is, if you believe the first one, then explain to me the second one. Amen, baby. Okay. Amen. And if, they, so if they, be... they come up with an explanation, then you say, well, let me give you an alternative for you to consider and to study. And then it's on them.
0: So, Craig, here's the good thing. The emails I'm getting, which I'm getting quite a few of them because uh, Quail's posted it on his website, of course. They're not arguing with me. They're saying fine finally finally somebody's talking about right because it's almost the unspoken truth in Christianity right and you guys know this some of you go to churches where the pastor doesn't believe it and Craig just went boom
10: amen
0: Craig just went boom on him <laughs> thanks Craig RL come on in then Larry
10: Coach, I've been reluctant to say anything. I'd, I'd like to listen rather than speak, but yes, sir. I need to tell you about my limited uh, experiences with reading about these ancient people and the giants. All right. And from what I can tell, and I can give you a reference from the most knowledgeable man I know, <laughs> it appears that... The last known account of these giant people was in or around 1605 in North America, when John Smith, or prior to John Smith, landing his ships and a recorded observation uh, told about people—very large people—with calves as large as 36 inches in diameter. And as the Europeans came up those rivers on the East Coast and observed the different tribes and the numbers, this particular group, whom we believe were mound builders or descendants of the mound builders, numbered about 100. And I asked this gentleman what happened to those people, and he said the belief is they were killed by the other tribes in the areas Hmm. as they recorded and documented estimated numbers of tribes. And to give a complete description of these people, as they boarded the ships, they didn't have guns or bows. They had clubs. And it amazes me that those people still existed in 1605. Mm. And either disease or the other tribes killed them off.
0: And, well, and you know what? Were... I'm sorry. You know what amazes me more, R.L.? is we won't talk about it. <laughs> that amazes me more, Right. Because I see, I don't, guys. I don't know about you guys. This builds my faith. This that, Oh, this builds my faith. It makes every. It makes everything makes. It makes everything make sense. And again, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Out of time here. It goes back to what traditions. Traditions. Well, we never talk. We don't. You know, we're in the Church of God. We don't believe that. Oh well. God bless you. I'm not in the Church of God, and I believe it, right? Larry, come on in, Larry. Yeah, I hope you can
9: see me on the screen. Because this is a visual lesson here. You know, Greg, you talked about just a simple read them the Bible, read them the verse, and and, and then let, let them have to deal with that. Well, you can take that even a step further. Go to the dollar store and buy yourself a $1 Bible, okay? And then when you show them the verse, you show them the verse, and then when they say, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, you say, oh, okay, that wasn't true. Throw that one away. <laughs> and then you say, oh, that page wasn't
0: right. Throw it all away. Uh, (laughs) A $1 Bible. (laughs) The the $1 Bible lesson from Larry. That's right, Larry. Listen, also, friends, context. Got to keep it in context. You can't take a verse out of John and stick it in the middle of Taiwan in there with Joshua. Got to be careful with doing it. Stay on on topic. Reggie, quickly.
8: Oh, I was just going to tell you about the giants and the testimony that I have. Personally, heard with my own ears through uh, survivors, they exist and they stand. Many of them stand guard at a lot of rituals underground, and they have warned people they are mm-hmm. there. They are very, very big people. They're they're nephilim, and they do exist. We just folks.
0: The Bible tells us men's hearts failing them for fear for the things that are coming upon the earth. Now I don't know what that means, but if I see some sixteen footer knocking on the door. <laughs> Might put a little bit of fear in me, you know? Oh, there's so much we know. What did we say yesterday? It's not what you know that matters. It's
2: what you don't know. See you tomorrow. God bless you.